Welcome to Him for Her Radio, women's hot topics. Ladies, this show is for you. Find clarity, discernment, and discover who you are in Jesus Christ, all while exploring the hot topics of the day. She's an evangelist, founder, and president of Him for Her Ministries, and she's here to tell it like it is. Your host, Suge Burry. What happened if you say what you want to say? Hey, ladies, we are going to let the words fall out today. I mean, they're going to come spilling out of our mouth because we have got a hot topic today. My name is Sugbury, and I am the host of Him For Her Radio, Women's Hot Topics. And you know where this topic came from? It came from the haircutting floor of Life Spa in Chanhassen. Uh, my gal, Trisha, was cutting my, was not just cutting my hair. She was putting in color in my hair. And I asked her, I said, what's the hot topic today? Now, I know it's hard for you to believe. We are on YouTube, so you can check it out. She gave me a great color. But I said, what's the hot topic today? As I got the tinfoil sticking out of my hair, and she goes, mom shaming. And (gasps) and I know. It's amazing. I'm like, mom shaming me, mom. And she goes, it even happens in here, Suge. And she went on to talk to me for like the next hour about it. My hair is in tinfoil. I videotape what I'm doing and I send it to my friend Becky Danielson. I said, Becky, we got to do a show together on this mom shaming. It's atrocious what's going on. And I forgot about what a hot topic that is. You know, the, the title today is mom shaming, but back in my day, they had a different word for it. Uh, it's pretty much called gossip, but uh, mom shaming is a big deal. We got to talk about it. We got to address it in Christ. And so I decided to bring on an expert and there's no better expert than my friend, Becky Danielson. Look here, friends, if you're on YouTube, what am I holding up? I'm holding up two of her three books of which I am going to give away. If you go to our site, himforher.org, H-I-M number four, her.org, and you submit under the info uh, page that you would like to get one of these books. I'm going to send it out to the first five people who go on and do that. And she's got one called Raising Big Kids with Supernatural Love. She's got another one, Raising Little Kids with Big Love, and a third one that's called Empowered Parents Putting Faith First. And if you want to find my professional guest, Becky Danielson, who I have on today, you need to please go to faithfirstparent.com and you'll hear all about it. Okay, I've talked enough, Becky. I wanted to do the intro. I wanted to get it out there. You guys, this is a listener-supported show. Please click the donate button if you go to our site and we'll continue to bring these hot topics to you today. Or if you have an idea that you want to send our direction, we would be more than glad to air it like we are for Trisha from Life Spa. Uh, You guys go see her, by the way. She does a great job in Chanhassen. So, Becky, you are on with us. Um, Would you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Who are you? I am a Christian wife and mother. Scott and I have been married for 31 years. I have two adult sons who are through college, gainfully employed, and living on their own. Praise God, they got a job. We are empty nesters, and I have to say that it is really, really fun. So there is hope for all of you who have kids at home. There's hope that you will go on dates again. Light like fun dates. Of the time. Yes. You have a little glow but, about you. Is there uh, something you want to tell me? I love this time of life. We've got a new puppy, and that's all the baby oh, I need right now. More punishment. But, yeah. No, she's sweet. She's sweet. But but oh, thanks, John. Yeah. Um, no, but we. Um, I I speak at national conferences at small groups, large groups around the state. I'm on staff at a local Christian preschool. I help parents with anything and everything family-related re- and steer them toward the Bible for their number one parenting How long have you been resource. doing this? 
30 years. Wow. I've been doing this for 30 years. Wow. You're, you're an expert. And you guys, I'm super excited about a book she's going to be bringing out soon um, about grandparenting. Mm-hmm. And so stay tuned. We're going to bring that to you too. But okay, mom shaming. We're going to fast forward it to that. What is mom shaming? Becky, could you just give us a brief description? We did a part it's, one, friends. I want you to listen to that. This is part two. It's that demoralizing, that degrading, that critical comment that you throw out to someone or that's thrown out to you that you feel shame in the way that you are raising your children. Give or me an the example. Choices that you've made. Um, in, in this culture right now, you're sending your children to school with COVID. You're not wearing a mask. You're, you know, and it's, it's rather than I would prefer to not, it's these you statements that are Mm -hmm. thrown out that are hurtful, they're hateful and, and they happen for a variety of reasons. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, I'm the, I'm, I'm looking for control. So I'm going to throw my opinion at you. Um, I'm jealous of what you've decided because I'm a little insecure about what I've decided to do. Um, or I just really want to be involved in your, your life. Mm-hmm. We talked about the mother-in-law and the mother piece in the last um, segment. And a lot of times those women in our lives want to be involved, but they do it in a way such that it's almost a bullying, critical way rather than guiding, supporting, encouraging, mm-hmm. and, and offering some really good advice. Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting. I, could, I just had this vision of, I had a great mother-in-law, Rusty Burry. She's passed since, but I had a vision of, you know, all mother-in-laws around the world chopping that celery at the kitchen table <laughs> and all of a sudden just sliding out a little side comment, you know, like, you shouldn't really do that to your child. You're going to spoil them, you know, or something like that. There's going to be something that sneaks in. And then you know what happens, Becky? It eats at you, doesn't yes. it, as a mom? You yes. can't get that out of your head, mm-hmm. thinking about it a lot. You know, John, our producer back there, he brought up a good point about sports. Mm. And uh, sports, you know, there's some mom shaming going on in sports. John, you want to share real quick what you were thinking on that? Well, I remember growing up, and it could get pretty bloody between the hockey moms. I, I got to give my mom bloody credit. Bloody in the stands. <laughs> yeah, I got to give her credit for standing up for herself and not taking any guff. And she's small, too, you know, so she's petite. And, but she always stood up for herself and... And you got to learn how to navigate those relationships when you got all the kids and the sports. Mm-hmm. It can be a lot of stress on parents. So wow. I imagine that's a lot for a mom. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it is. It is. And I think the sports, the sports are a really hard place because you've got the schedule, you've got the people, you've got the coaches, you've got everyone who gets to play more, who who's playing less that wants to play more. Yeah, there's a lot involved in the sports arena. I tell you, sports is a hot topic. All those parents in the stands, everybody watching the games, and everybody's got an opinion, not only toward their coach, but also toward other moms and how they're raising their kids in sports, Becky. Mm -hmm. Hey, friends, we had just a little glitch if you're watching us on YouTube. And look at me now. I'm sitting right next to Miss Becky. So I'm super excited to be even closer to her. We still have a distance for COVID, just to those of you who might be concerned. So, okay, so I want to get back to this topic of uh, mom shaming and so what do you do, what should you do, and what should you not do? I mean, that's, Becky, that's really a big question. If you've been a mother who has been mom-shamed or maybe you're mom-shaming other moms, what, what suggestions do you have for us? I'd say, number one, be positive. Just, just consider where it's coming from. Consider what your convictions are, what you believe in, the choices you've made. Um, yes, there's fluidity in parenting, and you can change, but when you've made a decision— and this is how you are going to raise your child. It's your child. God mm-hmm. gave you that particular child for this particular point in time. Um, so stay positive and pers- 
persevere because your child is ultimately your responsibility and not someone else's. Um, I think it really helps a lot of times to have a short and simple answer to why you've made that choice, especially if it's something that might be a little bit different than the people you run with or the other kids' parents on the team or um, what have you. Um, I would really, the, the don't is don't retaliate. Uh, don't escalate the situation. Um, and don't bully back. Um, I think a lot of times kids kids learn what they see. When you think about bad language or you think about bad manners or you think about um, behaviors that our kids do, they, they emulate their parents and what their parents do. I mean, when you think about what kids play at home, they, they play house, they play store, they play doctor, they play, you know, the experiences that they've had. Well, if they see parents being mean to one another, they'll think that that's how they should be in their relationships as mm-hmm. well. So so, they will... so if two little girls are playing with Barbies and one Barbie's got a little two of a low cut <laughs> shirt on, that other mom's guy, that other kid's going to lean over and say, "I see my mom. I don't think you should wear that. That's inappropriate." <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've I've had some of that on my website even from from moms that you know with the clothing, with the appropriateness of the clothing and the makeup for dance recitals. I mean, you name it. There's mom shaming across the board because everyone has an opinion so your advice to us is you know don't don't collaborate on one no don't retaliate no be no. loving yep and if you're on social media and you get those comments either ignore it or again have that quick answer you can just make that thanks for sharing and just leave it don't don't start the whole you know war and, on and not social just media leave it. walk away from the computer friends because mm-hmm. it's going to eat at you yes. the longer you stare at it that's true that's true and my my mom shook was brilliant she when whenever there was a bullying situation and then i used it so often in my own parenting in that my mom would say consider the source and when you'd look to where that person was that was bullying or shaming or saying something awful there was usually a reason they were doing that. They were either really unhappy themselves. They were in a place where it 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 behooved them to behittle, belittle somebody else to make themselves feel better. They didn't have a good relationship with their kids. They didn't have a good relationship with their spouse. They were being bullied by other mm-hmm. moms. You know, there's always there's always a reason someone is doing doing the shaming or the bullying to somebody else. So considering the source, I think, is really helpful. Um, I think having a supportive group. And having people that you can talk to and say, okay, you know, this is what we decided in our family. What do you think? And then be open to listen. Mm-hmm. I mean, Scott and I had decided, you know, really seriously where our oldest should go to college. And one of my friends took me aside. And it, it for a split second, it felt like mom shaming. But it was all in love. In that, you know what? She said, Becky, you got to choose where you went to college. This is his college experience. Mm-hmm. So he gets to choose where he goes. So you didn't tell her to bug off? I did not because, well, we had such a great relationship. We prayed together um, and with for one another for years. So when she came to me and just said, you know, yeah, it's his turn, mm-hmm. it made sense. So my initial thought was, well, you can't tell me what to do. Mm-hmm. Okay, she knows me. She knows Scott. She knows my kid. She's right. It's not a shame piece. It's a guiding piece, and it's an action in love. And that leads us to another good point is, you know, don't ignore the comment. I mean, really, when you think about it, maybe that's God's prompting that you should be listening or should be making a change or should be doing something. Mm-hmm. Uh, share with us a little bit about that. I think sometimes, you know, it 
it's it is a, there is a reason for people to say what they say, especially if it's someone that you love and you trust, mm-hmm. because they've got a vested interest in you and your child. Mm-hmm. So if there's something that they see, a mother, a mother-in-law, one of the grandparents, you know, the, you know, have you thought of this or have you thought of that? Um, simple things, going out in the winter without mittens, you know, and if it's a health thing, that's that that matters too. But I think listening again, we talked about this a little bit in the first segment too, that being able to listen to one another mm-hmm. and not just shoot back. Yeah, amen to that. Um, I'm learning a lot. My kids are all grown and out of the house. So, you know, I'm going to have to have a do-over, kids. Time to have a couple of grandchildren. (laughs) Um, Okay, so we talked about what do you do. We talked about what not to do if you're a victim of mom shaming. Um, You talked about support groups, which is super helpful. Um, What if if they don't have that? I mean, where is God in all of this? You know, I I think... Our, our self-esteem can take such a battering, especially when it's from other people in our little circle of, of moms or neighbors. Um, I think going back and knowing to whom you belong and that you are doing the very best you can do and relying on God and praying. You pray every day. It's like, okay, give me what I need to be wise in raising my children for you. And we want to raise godly children, but we need to be really cognizant of raising up ourselves to be godly parents mm-hmm. and and leaning into the word um i love colossians three twelve, and i want to read it word for word so i don't leave out um, part of it therefore as god's chosen people holy and dearly loved clothe yourselves with compassion kindness humility gentleness and patience and i love this verse in the context of parenting and especially in the context of mom shaming in that not only do we need to look at that other person with all of those those um attributes but look at them with compassion kindness humility gentleness and patience but be that way to ourselves mm-hmm. you know be a little bit patient with yourself what if you have trouble being patient with yourself what if you have trouble with patience what do you tell uh, someone that you might be talking to? Oh, that? my co-author and I have a great chapter on anger in both raising little kids with big love and raising little kids, or uh, raising big kids with supernatural love and raising little kids with big love in that anger. Anger is such a huge thing, and we've, we developed a, um, an anger interrupter. So when you're really mad, you have something that slices that anger and stops it right away. You know, we had a, a dad in a uh, conference years ago that he said he'd bite his finger hmm. because it would hurt so much he didn't want anything to come out of his mouth that would hurt his child or worse yet, hit his child. So that would stop him. Mm-hmm. So what are you going to interrupt that anger with that will stop you from being impatient and know what your hot spots are? You know, what does really, really bother you so you blow? Mm-hmm. If If that little nitpicky thing from your own mom that comes well you know when you were a child i blah, 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 blah. have you know that's a hot spot have something in mind that you can come up with that you can say that you can use to not only interrupt the anger in your own body but that you can say something kind and not blast your mom mother-in-law or anybody else i'm i'm snickering because i'm remembering what my mom told me when i was a kid hey john i know you're younger than i am did your mom tell you when you were a kid uh, if you're mad, to count to ten. Yeah. Oh yes. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's amazing how fast I could count. One, two, three, four, five, ten. I know. And then would your mother say, "Do it again"? 
Yes. Yeah. And again? Because yeah. it usually didn't work. Yeah. Right. And it counts right. to 1,000. That's yes. right. That's right. So we need these tips as well when people are mom shaming us. We've got to remember, it's not that we're talking about uh, just being moms out in the world. We're talking about being Christ followers. Mm-hmm. I think that's the most important thing. And to know that we are to be Jesus with skin. Now, we are to get the love thing right. Mm-hmm. I've coined that from my favorite pastor, Pastor Joel Johnson at Westwood Church. And, you know, in Matthew 11, it tells us, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Well, how does that apply to right now? It's because if if you're exhausted and you're tired of trying to be the best mom you could possibly be, and people are still criticizing you, you don't know what direction to go into. uh, Jesus tells us to take his yoke upon you and learn from him. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So ladies, if you have issues that are going on, I'm just asking you to pray right now. Jesus, I need you. I am a sinner. I am guilty. But God, I just feel like people are attacking me as well. And I need you in my life. Come into my life. I invite you to and help me to rise up to be the woman that you have created me to be. In Jesus' name, I pray. And ladies, it's that simple. And I know this might be eating away at you. It might be bothering you. You might be guilty of it as well. And I just want you to know that Jesus forgives all of us. Jesus, the Lord is kind and forgiving. And so I want you to have joy in that as well. Becky, we're going to turn the table for just a minute. Are you ready for my next question? Sure. I have Becky Danielson on with Faith First Parent. I want you guys to look it up, faithfirstparent.com. Com. I always com. need to know which, where, what direction that's in. Or you can come to him for her uh, ministries, H-I-M, number four, her ministries, um, and put in the info section. I'll send you one of her books um, as you request one. But I think what's really important is that I just want to take a minute and, and talk about um, parenting tools. And you touched on it briefly a minute ago when you were talking about the Bible. But what are some parenting tools that we need to put in our tool belt? You know, when when Lori, my co-author, and I go out and do conferences and talk to parents, and and no matter where we are, of course, you know, we 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 want to get our book into people's hands because we've we've made it such that it has scripture, it has prayers, it has all the tools that you need, um, because it points you to the Bible. Mm-hmm. The Bible is the number one parenting tool. Our children do not come with a manual with a guidebook, but when you go to the Bible, no matter what you read, it is going to be applicable. It's amazing how often you can flip it open and what you read is right on, spot on with what you need to be a good parent and parent your children in the way that God would want you to. You know, it's alive. It's, oh, an al- it's a book absolutely. where words jump off the page. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. It just- Amen. Yeah, and I, I think there's a lot on the Internet. You can Google any different um, parenting dilemma and come up with, a whole plethora of ideas on how to solve it. Reading through those ideas, knowing your children really well, what's what's developmentally appropriate for that child's age and stage, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, knowing your child's personality, their bents, everything about that child makes you the perfect parent for that child. And in, in working with my preschool parents and parents out in the community, high school, even college age, um, or parents who have children in college, you know your child better than anybody else. So you can make the decisions on what is best for your child better than anybody else. Mm-hmm. And don't abdicate that to 
anyone, yeah. the, the schools or anyone else, that you are the primary teacher. You know, I think, you know, the best parenting tool we have is out of the book of Proverbs. I mean, there is just, just wealth yeah. of information on children and raising children and parenting and, dis, you know, discipline, et cetera. You know, prayer is the other big key. You know, I can't tell you how many times I was on my knees praying for my children. Hello to Ben and Shelley. Um, all the time, in every case. And, and I have a, a a Bible that I don't ever leave the house anymore because I used to write in the margins when I prayed for the kids on this circum, mm-hmm. you know, situation. And that was the verse that I read as well. But it really gives you peace to know you're not in this alone. And um, not only not in this alone, you've got Jesus Christ walking alongside and with you. Um, you've been gifted these kids. Wouldn't you agree, Becky? Oh, most definitely. You, it, it is a calling to be a parent. No child is an accident. It's a calling to be a parent and to raise this child in a way such that he or she honors God. Mm-hmm. And I think not only praying for our kids, but when you pray with your kids, mm-hmm. they understand from little up that God is always with them, that they are never alone, that they have that that superhero in their back pocket, in their heart, ready to go at all times. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm snickering, you know, hello, those to you on YouTube, you can see my face, facial expressions. I'm snickering because when my kids were young, I would be doing my Bible study and I was praying in front of the fireplace on my hands and knees and, and everything was folded. And my daughter comes down and she didn't realize that I was in front of the fireplace praying. And she said, Mom, and I picked up my head and she started to scream because I forgot I had a facial mask on and my face was all white. <laughs> and they thought maybe I was filled with the Holy Spirit or something. <gasps> I'm just not there sure. I'm not sure. But there you that go. was just hilarious. I, I'll never forget that. I'll never forget that. So uh, there's power in prayer. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Praying, praying with kids. Our bedtime prayers, I think were my favorite thing when our kids were little mm-hmm. because we'd go through the acts prayer model and they'd you know use all of these kid terms god is awesome he is a now for those superpower. that are listening they might not know what that oh, acts okay it's a adoration c confession t thanksgiving and s supplication what do you need requests yeah and they they would go through the whole thing and the forgiveness part i would hear things that i didn't know about oh yeah comes out of the woodwork yes but it's not a time for discipline i mean it would just if needed we talk about it the next day but and then the thanksgiving part when they would say thanks for things it would be things like pot roast for dinner or they got to build a tree house in the backyard or you know what my kids would say thank you for hamburger helper (laughs) (laughs) that's good too that's okay but and then the supplication when they're asking god to help them with a certain thing they may not have even asked you yet but since God gets to go to school with them, what do I do about this bully? Yeah. How can I be kind to this new kid in class? I mean, that it's, it's just, it's a really beautiful way to end the day mm-hmm. and then start the day off on the right foot, too, by praying with them before they go to school. Amen. You know, I'm so glad I got my hair done. And Trisha introduced this topic to me uh, of mom shaming. I knew it was there. I just didn't know it had a title. Um, and in this generation, it's even more prolific, especially during covid and the situations that are going on today and the views that people have, political views as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think the most important thing is to remember that we are unity. We have unity in, I didn't say that right, that we are unified um, in Christ together. And so I really encourage everyone to uh, let's get the love thing right. Mm-hmm. Instead of cutting down moms, let's support moms. Mm-hmm. Let's uh, rally together and do the do's that Becky had suggested and not the don'ts. 
And um, let's really get this love thing right as we encourage moms. Um, Would you do me a favor? We have um, just a few seconds left. Would you pray us out, Becky? Absolutely. I'd love to. Mm. Lord Jesus, thank you for the gift of this ministry. And thank you for all the lives that it touches. Lord, I ask that you infuse every parent that is listening today with your power and your guidance and encouragement to be the best possible parent um, she can be. And Lord, I ask that when the shaming comes, because the tough times come, that you step in and encourage and support and love up Mm. those who are shamed and the ones that are doing the shaming. In your name, amen. Mm, Hallelujah, friends. My name is Shugbury, and I'm the host here of Him For Her Radio. And you know what time it is? It's time to say, over and out.